Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakadi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of August 6, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. And it's just a Dos Compadres episode because, unfortunately, Gray is feeling under the weather. Hopefully, he doesn't have what I think he has. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope he gets to feeling better soon. But besides that, how have you been? What you been listening to? So I've had a good amount of new stuff on the playlist. There have been a ton of releases that have come out in July and near the end of July. So I'm just going to go with a couple. One of them is Lucky by Einstein. I've been following him for a bit and it came out dropped actually a couple days ago. And his new song, Lucky, is really good. I've enjoyed it. It's mid-tempo, R&B, hip-hop type track, and it is fantastic. Also, thanks to you, I started diving into Yellow Bucks. And I mean by diving in, I started listening to all of Yellow Bucks. And I have a couple songs that I absolutely love. I love Balls Out featuring Miyachi and who is the other guy on this track? I can't tell because Apple cuts it off. And we know it featuring MC Tyson, but the Jungle album is fantastic. And I still love the moment featuring I. That's like my favorite song with Yellow Bucks. Also been listening to is T.A.'s dropped a couple new songs. And one of them is called Video and it's featuring Stacked T and Simba. And I'm still listening to that. I absolutely love it. The music video just dropped and I've been hyped. I'm still on Cream's new song, Chupa Chops. I am obsessed with it. And also been listening to Koichi 7 featuring Minami. And I started going back through T-Ace's actual discography, which I've enjoyed. I've only gotten through a few albums so far. And I will say I'm, I'm enjoying what I've heard before, but I listened to his o- Otona and Kuzunohana album, which are great so far. And been listening to a lot of my random playlists, which has Crazy Boy, some Kodakumi on there, Cream, um, Hinoichi Emmy, Heartsdales, M Flow, May J, Emmy, Emmy Maria, just trying to get my summer on a little bit. And finally, finally, I dived into Aimeon's album that released last year, the Oishi Pasta. And it's good, but I will say I don't know if there was some momentum drop or I had bigger expectations for it because my favorite songs are still Harunohi and Hadako no Kokoro. So, I mean, it's not bad. It's just I loved uh, I loved her Shikantetsu Six Sense so much and it was such a brilliant album that I don't know. Maybe it, it was just a little difficult for me to get into. So... But I'm glad I finally dropped that in. And I also went back down the old Ayumi phase and I put in her Ayu mix and her Ayu Trance 2 mix. And you want to talk about some crazy bumping in my car? That's what <laughs> I've just had trance and freaking techno blasting and it's all Ayu. She is the best freaking remixes. And I mean, they're just brilliant. So that has been hyping me lately. So, uh, besides, you know, 
the other newer stuff I've been trying to keep a lookout. A lot of good releases coming out. So, Ken, what about you? What have you been listening to? Yeah, so I've been listening to Pinaco's latest Manic EP that released about a week or two ago. I've been actually really liking Pinaco and... Yeah, there, there's that. There's that. Her, her junk featuring Asami track is really, really good. And then Ring Off is also really good. Besides that, I've been also listening to to Millet as well. I've been a whole Millet craze as of late, mostly because she's been in all the dramas that I'm currently watching. So like Ur- Ordinary Days has been absolutely phenomenal. She's that's the intro for like one of Toto Erica's new dramas this season, so I've been kind of listening to that. Um, also, Man with a Mission with Mary Goran, and that's the current opening for My Hero Academia for this part of the season. Uh, I've been also listening to Yoao Sobi again. They released the English version of Monster, which I'm kind of like mythed on because like i can see what they were trying to do with it but that seems like they really tried to rush the english part in certain lyrics so i'm kind of just like "Mm, i don't know about that then i've been also listening to monocliff's new track zudu yo which is absolutely phenomenal and then asian kung fu generations track empathy which is also part of the new My Hero Academia movie as well. So, I mean, a lot of R&B rap, female R&B raps, I'm surprised, like, I, I became you for this week. <laughs> you really did. I mean, but you got some good choices in there, so... And you reminded me, Millet, her new EP came in the mail, so I've only listened to Ordinary Days, but I'm excited about diving into the whole EP in general. But yeah, I mean, this week, I was, I, originally I wasn't supposed to be on this episode, so like all the topics and stuff was supposed to be with you, Luna, and Grace, so why don't you kind of take the wheel and kind of introduce us to this week's topic? Sure, so this is one of my favorite times of the year minus the heat it's summer i just love the music the theme the hyperness i just wish if it wasn't like dead hot humid where i live so our topic this week is what summer songs would you recommend and i have a huge summer playlist i'm gonna be honest and no i'm not gonna name off every song on my freaking playlist because you'd hear me for days so our, our main goal was to introduce you to summer songs that, one, you might not be familiar with, and two, we, we're going to discuss some that are also very big in Japan this time of year. And I guess I can just jump right into mine. So, as you know, a lot of mine, some of them I do listen to year-round because you hear me talk nonstop about some of these, but one of them is Banana by Cream. I mean, when you think of summer, I think of summer when I hear this because they're on a freaking boat. Drinking, partying, having fun, and Banana is the perfect summer song if you think about it. And whenever I watch that video, I just think I want to be on that yacht and jumping in that water. <laughs> and so whenever I hear it, I mean, I automatically think of summer. I want a banana smoothie. I want my my banana cream liquor. You know, I just, it oozes summer with the theme, the video, the playfulness of it. So that is always my go-to recommendation for summer. 
Next one is somewhat of an oldie but a goodie. And Ken, I know you'll be familiar with this. And it, it is Sparkling by Boa. And Boa has a lot of amazing summer songs. And this was a hard pick. However, I always listen to this one. It's upbeat, cheery. I still think Key of Heart is another favorite of mine. But Sparkling just has this fun poppiness to it. And I, I just can't help but go back to it each time of year. So the next one is this is a personal favorite of mine. And I do bring it out every year. And when I brought out Summertime featuring Verbal by Double this year, I actually ended up diving back into all her stuff, forgetting she had other songs besides Summertime. And Summertime is still my go-to is it is an upbeat hip-hop party song. And Double is the queen of R&B still in my mind because I listened to her from back in the day. And this song still shines. It still holds up. Verbal's rap is phenomenal. There are parts in it that I that some people might be turned off to because I will say doubles not for everyone and summertime is one of those tracks that shows she might not be for you. However, if you want a good hip hop fun R&B summer song, I'd recommend it and the video is actually a lot of fun too. So if you can, the video is on on YouTube and I highly recommend that one. So the next one is an artist that is extremely difficult to pick one summer song because she has a whole summer best album. And I, it is Ayumi Hamazaki. She has a ton of summer songs and every year I get out her a summer best and I listen to it in a car. But I picked July 1st and I personally love July 1st. I love the melody. I love her vocals in it. I love the upbeat spirits in it. Like it's a song that gets me hyped. However... This is not the song most people think of when they think of summer in Japan. They always go with Ayumi's Hanabi. And I will say that probably is her best summer song and her most well-known summer song. But it's also more on the ballad side. So it's kind of, you're going to be like, depends on what kind of IU you want to listen to. I love Hanabi. And that, I know Japan plays that one a lot. But July 1st is also my big go-to and that's been my big go-to this year. Last year it was Bluebird. So each year I always like have that one Ayumi song that I always go with and this year it's July 1st. So I still listen to that whole best album but I always pick I have that one that sticks with me the whole summer for some reason. And Ken I'm curious on you what for I know you're familiar with Ayumi and all her summer songs. Out of all her summer songs, what one is one of your favorites? So for Ayumi, I mean, I'm kind of basic in a way because I really do like Hanabi. But it wasn't until we did our our artist spotlight that it made me really shine towards it. To be perfectly honest, because I thought like I like usual, I thought it was like a basic basic song that everyone really really liked around this time and it wasn't until i did the we we, when we did the artist spotlight that really took a shine towards me not to say that i don't mind july 1st and stuff like that i just really really loved hanabi (laughs) hanabi's hanabi is a beautiful song i mean and I think it has one of those ones. It sticks with you and it resonates with you and it's very, very memorable. So 
And with that, another another um, artist that we covered for our artist spotlight, Kota Kumi. She has many, many summer songs. She has her Summer of Love album, which I also go back to each summer. And so I went with her track, Girls, as I feel like it's not as well known. It was on her Freaky single, and then it was it ended up being on her Summer of Love album. And I just love the playfulness of it, the poppy upbeatness. However... Being honest, Kodakumi has so many summer songs, it depends on my day and my mood, because... Yeah, it was going to be so difficult just to narrow down a Kodakumi song yeah, for, and for her, you, her summer tracks, anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you had the same issue, because I know you're familiar with a lot of her summer tracks as well. Yeah, no, no, no. Immediately, what I thought you would have picked was La 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 as well. And, and that's a go-to for me. That's a big go a go-to, along with Lick Me and With Your Smile. Those are yeah. two other big ones. I just feel like all the summer songs she does are very memorable. And that's my issue, just like Ayumi. It's very hard to pick that one Kodakumi song that... That, that, that just, you know, visualizes summer. For you, if you had to pick one of hers, what would it have been? Yeah, so for, for me, Kodokumi was also pretty difficult. If I had to choose one, I mean, there's so many good songs from her around this time. You got Summer of Love that I thought you would have ch- picked as well. And then, um, uh, well, the entire thing for Summer of Love. And then from Summer of Love. And then you have S- Summer Trip, I believe. Uh, Summertime? Uh, Summer Trip. No, Summer Trip, the, the, the single. Yeah. That single is phenomenal because it had some, I mean, the whole one, because it had La 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 on it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's, like, one I always go with. And, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Is This Trap and Touchdown. And Touchdown, to me, isn't, like, super summery. However, Is This Trap is a really fun song. So, but you think about it, it is... It is such a good single, and it is a solid summer single. And that's the thing about Coda; she does amazing summer singles. Like Hotel is considered a summer single, and that's still another one that I, you know, single wise, it's great. Yeah. So, like for for me, I I would have to choose La 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 La. I think mostly because she kind of went all out for this one at this point of her career. I mean, she filmed the damn thing in L.A., if I remember correctly. She did, and you could tell she went all out. I mean, just looking at the crowd, the people, everything she did, yes. Yeah, so, like, like if it was for me to pick a song from Coda, it'd be La 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 La. And that one is a great one that just oozes summer because you see that in a video and you hear that in a song. So the next artist is May J, and I will say this. My go-to song is always Garden, and I will say that's always my favorite song. So I try not to pick that as a summer one. I ended up doing One More Kiss featuring Zebra and, Zebra and Namba because this is a great summer song. I mean, I love May J with Zebra in it, and it is one I always include in my playlist. However, I will say garden is most people's go-to but i think one more kiss is also an amazing track that i highly recommend for me jay and in the summer to listen to because it's just perfect 
Um, a big one, I know we've covered AAA before, but Kasuni Kaoru, Natsuno Kyoku. It's such a mellow, beautiful, amazing track, and it's also one of my favorite songs by AAA. I feel like that has to be on everyone's playlist, to be honest. At least for AAA, when you think of summer. I think most people would think of that for their summer song. And then Jamoza, I, I can't have... A, her whole Sky album is very summery, but picking one would be Nani uh, Kahitotsu featuring Jade and Wakadana. I mean, obviously hearing the track, it is just that perfect song for this season. And just her vocals, the style, the feel, and plus, I just... It's just amazing for this time of year. And so this is going to be a little bit of a throwback. Ken, I know you remember Kara and their song Go Go Summer, I think has to be one of my my iconic summer songs just because of one, it's super catchy. And I know those dang dance moves because I listened to this enough and watched that video enough. But I, I will say like of a lot of the groups... When I, I do think of summer, this is one of the big ones I think of is it's just so upbeat and happy and it really gets you in that summer mood. Yeah, I mean, for Kara, I mean, you got that that big feel and it makes me really miss them, to be honest. <laughs> I know I almost cried going. I, I get really sad going back and listening to them because, I mean, this is a peak of their career. I feel like around when Go Go Summer came out and they also had Jet Coaster oh, yeah, Love. I mean, it, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it went with that and then Jet Coaster Love. I mean, Jet Coaster Love was probably around their time the biggest one of their releases because everyone who at that time, even before social media blew up in Japan, they were really copying and loving the the Jet Coaster Love craze. Yeah, and, and if I'm correct, I think Go Go Summer might have followed it up. I know it was a, that's, it was in the same album in that same time, per- time period and it just was played all over and I remember seeing it everywhere and I fell in love with it immediately because I also at the time was really into Girls' Generation. I really was that whole girl group phase. So Kara was obviously a big one for me and it's one I always recommend despite Kara not still being together. I highly recommend it for a summer song because I mean you won't be disappointed. It's available on Apple and on YouTube so... And my other summer song, which I tend to listen to all year round, is Sunshine Girl by Mo Moon. Because it is, it is that sweet, just Yuka's vocals is so sweet. And it's just that cute summer song. It puts me in the happiest, cheeriest mood. It's what I call my morning wake up summer song because it, it's not like too in your face. And it's just so nice and relaxing and beautiful and cute. And it just makes you feel really good. And, of course, our girl Nishino Kana, Summer Girl featuring Minmi. I know you probably thought I'd pick something different. <laughs> yeah, I exactly thought you were going to pick something different. <laughs> I I always go back to this because, one, I when I got into Nishino Kana, it was early on. It was her first album. And this one was on her second album, To Love. And... I, I love Summer Girl because it's like a hyper upbeat, has a little bit reggae feel because you got Minmi in it. And it's, I also feel like it's not one of her mainstream songs. And that's the other reason I gravitated toward it. Especially for summer songs. I think most people would probably pick, I don't know, Esperanza. 
But I don't know, is that really considered a summer song? Uh, not to us, but Japan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I have a love-hate relationship with it, because when it first came out, I didn't like it, but I love the B-sides. So I have to be in the mood to listen to it, but Summer Girl is, like, my personal go-to. And now all her stuff's available on Apple, so everyone can go and listen to it. Um, the next one is a really interesting one and it's mainly because it does have that summer vibe and you watch the video and it's definitely going for that. It's Tequila Sunrise by Hiromi and yeah. she's one that I, I freaking love this song because it's such a nice feel and vibe to it and it just is one of those songs you want to sit on a beach and listen to or maybe sit at a bar and have a couple of drinks with your girlfriends. So I always go for that, and that's when I put on my playlist if I'm just hanging out with people, especially, like, on a boat and chilling. That's, like, one of my go-tos of that. And Summertime by Leola. Although, being honest, with Leola's type of style of music, you can really put most of her songs in the summer theme. Just gonna be honest there. And I know, Ken, you probably agree with that, because I remember when we covered her for for MC, she was... She has that Hawaiian summer vibe to her, and yeah. I love that about her music. Like, Let It Fly can also be a summer song. Yeah, I, I was assuming that this was going to be on your list at some point in time <laughs> for a summer list. Uh, I wasn't really surprised when you brought this up. It was a nice surprise to go back to, but or it wasn't a nice surprise to go back to, but it was it was good overall. Yeah, it. I, I feel like I've been gravitating a little bit more toward the chill music lately, and she definitely popped up for that for summer. So, my last one is no big surprise, because, Ken, you know how obsessed I got with these. And it yeah. is Lemonade and Tonight, but I don't like Mondays. <laughs> and these two both go hand-in-hand in, hand in perfect summer songs, because, like, Lemonade is just fantastic all around, and it's definitely more of a chill song than Tonight. I mean, Tonight, that's when I literally get up and dance to, and I did that a month ago. I put it on outside at my friend's house. We had drinks in hand, and we were just jumping to it. And it was one of those perfect summer nights to listen to it. So I feel like I always have to include those in my summer playlist because for different reasons, depending on the type of day I'm having. But they are like perfect summer songs. So with that, Ken, I'm curious to see what you got on your list because... I know we did a big variety and, I mean, we really spaced out because there's just so many different styles. Well, before we move on to me, I wanted to ask if you had to just pick one song, what would it have been? It would be um, Banana by Cream because ever since I heard the song in 2019, it has been on repeat throughout the summer, throughout the year in general, and it is really my go-to track for summer. And... Now, if it was before 2019, that's a really hard question, like, because I, I want to say, really, Banana is the newest track on there. I don't know what it would be if it was before. It, it would probably be Garden by Meche, to be honest. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with It's Banana by Cream because that's the one song I have listened to the most this summer. And I, I wish if I could see how many times I've actually listened to this song. Because I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> it's probably my most played song, to be honest. And I'm sure, and my husband's sick of it. He, I'm sure he hates Cream by now. Actually, he does. <laughs> 
So. So with that, I mean, I guess I'll go into mine. I mean, I had a, like you, I had a various amount of list here, but I mean, I, like, like I said earlier, I wasn't sure how, uh, what, I didn't know I was going to be on this episode until like literally, I want to say seven hours ago. So, so <laughs> there is a, not, not a big as a list, but I still have a good amount of music that I have on mine. And, you know, the, the, the first one would have to be that, that I picked would have to be Autonatsu by Mrs. Green Apple. And I blame I blame social media for for this song and then the next song because whenever summer hits for Japan, these this song and then the next song that I'm going to talk about always pops up, especially when they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the beach. I wasn't a fan of Miss Green Apple until I really heard this song. Granted, it was just pounded over my head over multiple times and hours per day but I ended up really loving this song and as a person that you know didn't really listen to a lot of Mr. Green Apple and doesn't really show up on our charts or our radar for that matter I was wondering how'd you like this song Luna so I actually really enjoyed it and I haven't dived into Miss Green Apple to be honest I'm familiar with who they are However, like you said, they don't really show up on Oricon or haven't really shown up on our list. But Aotonatsu is actually really nice and I can see why it made your list. It had a great melody on there and I actually ended up adding it to my list because I enjoyed it that much. I was shocked and I'm like, how have I not heard this? Especially it being such a big hit in Japan. Yeah, no, like, Especially, you can tell like this. Well, obviously, it has summer in the name, but it is a a majority of a summer song because throughout the entire chords, the 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 melody and 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 composition, you can hear certain tones that you would hear between summer things, especially like the bell, like for like those summer bells and stuff like that. Like you can hear that in inspiration throughout the entire the entire track and it just really ended up bringing out the fruition of what the song was i i completely agree i mean i think that's what pulled me into it is i it it just had that nice the nice vibe and melody and it just you know you just feel like you said the summer vibe with it yeah, so and then going on the whole social media craze, I guess I'll move on to my my next one, which is <laughs> the the whole other reason why why this particular artist is is really popular, and that is here I die with his song Slow and Easy. Now you know not to knock him before this song was released, but you can't say that his popularity didn't grow from this particular song. <laughs> uh, so this was my favorite of the ones you picked because I absolutely loved this. And I also forgot how much I love He Die Die and I love his voice because it's so smooth. And going, you know, like listening to Slow and Easy just pulled me in and then I started listening to the whole album. 
it, it it is your like you said basic song but i was feeling super basic today but i mean it really oozes summer just with the the melody it feels like this is a track i picture myself on a beach watching the waves listening to and every and time so i listen to every that single song. japanese person that goes to the beach <laughs> Yep. Sorry, um, <laughs> I had to add that because every single beach like photo or like movie that Japanese people take when they're at the summertime beach time, they always use this song. And I can see it because it fits that vibe perfectly. Yeah, I mean, if you check out the music video, which you probably can, it, they, he filmed it here. I mean, like he took his loving inspiration from Jake jake shima bakuro and just really loved the fact of his ukulele style and that's really what drawed me into it and and i can easily easily see that so i mean i love the ukulele style and that hawaiian style so i just think it's so nice the beach vibe yeah and then i mean from there we'll go into like certain things that is pretty much staples for japan summer and one of them is going to be Tentai Kansoku by Bump of Chicken. Now, if you think of traditional, like, summer songs, you might not really think of this as a summer song. The reason why I picked this is because it's really tied to the whole stargazing thing. And that usually happens during around the summertime. And specifically with... Tanabata that happens on in, in July for Japan and if you know the story of Tanabata then it's it's about the Milky Way and stuff like that and this song really really brings out that essence this and the next song that I'm probably going to talk about it really brings out that essence of what that time for Japan is and it really talks about like the culture and the experience that they have for each other around this time. So I'm really glad you picked uh, Tentai... Tentaika? Tentai... Tentai Kansoku. Tentai Kansoku. And the reason why is, one, I feel like I always forget how much I like Bump of Chicken. And two, I mean, the lyrics were amazing. And it does fit with the Tanabata. And that is a huge deal in Japan. I mean, you see that in dramas, movies and anime so i think it was the perfect choice and it also made me remember how much i like bump of chicken and that i also realized they're on apple music and i don't know why i didn't think to look them up sooner oh yeah i mean you probably th a lot of people think of this song and then their latest one the the pokemon song that they did probably as much so but speaking of tanabata i guess we'll go into my other one which is going to be <laughs> uh kim Kimi no Shiranai Monogakari, obviously, by Supercell. And this was a part of the Monogakari series. And if you think of Tanabata, you think of this song to the point that everyone just plays the song around Tanabata time. So I can easily see that. And I'm going to admit this. I have not seen the Monogakari series. I That's one of the anime I've not seen. But yeah. I know of it, and I know Tanabata is a big part of it, and I also know it's also horror-themed. I own it. I just need to watch it. 
or mean, most the, of it. The, the thing is, with um, monogakari, it's like several different genres, if I remember correctly. Yes, <laughs> it is. And yes, it is. It depends on which you pick, because there's like Baki monogatari, Nisei monogakari. Gatari, there's a lot of different ones. But I can easily see where Kimi no Shiranai Monogatari really does fit with this. And I also love Ryo from Supercell because he always does amazing compositions and makes it fit to the theme. And you can easily tell this track does. And it does give you the feelings of the Tanabata like moments. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like to the point that it, for for me, I can't help but listen to this, and especially there's a violin version by this violinist named Ayasa, and I I absolutely love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> but with that, there's also two more songs that I kind of want to highlight. I'm, actually, I have a bunch more songs, but two that I would really like to highlight is. You probably heard this during our Odyssey episode, and it is my 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 favorite song by them, and it is going to be Kotoba Yori Taisetsu Namono, specifically because. So it, it, this one is a really personal one for me, and if you've if you heard about, if you listen to our Odyssey episode, you would know why this was attached to the drama stand up, and that was a summer drama, and it talked about youth and and all that lovely stuff and i can't help but think of this particular song to summer even though i don't consider it a summer song but because of the fact that it was tied to such a impressive summer drama at the time i i had to choose this there was no ifs, ands, or buts. There was no escaping for that for me. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked Kotoba Yori Taisetsu Damono. I, I did not put any Arashi on my list because I knew you or Grey would pick it. Grey did not actually pick any, which shocked me because, I mean, Arashi has so many great summer songs and I thought he would go with Turning Up or In the Summer since they're newer while I was more... I was more leaning toward like Aozora Pedal or Kotoba Yori Taisetsu Namono, so I'm so glad you picked it. I love Arashi and I've had this song stuck in my head all day, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean like there are other summer songs that you probably would have picked, like Endless Summer and things like that. But for me, this is the song that really talks about summer and really kicks off the summer season so to speak because i always i have a yearly tradition of watching stand up every summer and it's around that time that i usually do so i've always kept this in the top of my mind but you know there's one more song that i kind of wanted to highlight before i kind of just list off random songs here and that is going to be everyday katusha by akb48 I could have picked several other songs by AKB because they always have a summer song. You got this, you got Ponytoto Shushu, you got Baby Baby Baby, you got you got Sayonara Crawl. But for me, Everyday Katusha was probably the peak of their popularity. Not to say anything bad about the releases after that, in between that and the Fortune. Um, Coin No Fortune Cookie, but it wasn't as big 
to me after this. And I loved Everyday Katusha. Everyday Katusha was probably the the tipping point of what AKB's popularity height was for me. So this was a very important song on my end to have picked. And I always listen to Everyday Katusha. I always sing it during karaoke as well. And to everyone's detriment that's in, in the karaoke room with me. But yeah, no, this song is very important to me. And... If you do watch the music video, it is very important to them as well because during this time, this was the 21st single of AKB. You can think of that 21st single. There are like 50-something singles now. But they didn't think they would get this far. So as a harmonization to the past singles, there are at least snippets of all prior 20 singles in this one sing in this one music video to kind of harmonize everything and i absolutely love that that they did that so i'm really glad you picked everyday katusha i i honestly thought you were gonna pick ponytail to shushu but like you said akb has a ton of great summer songs and this is one that i have not listened to in ages and going back to it was a treat and I forgot how much I love the song and I need to go buy the single because I realized I don't have it. Thought I had it. I have Ponytail to Shushu. So. Yeah, I think, uh, and this was the, the single that was tied to the Zimbatsu ticket. So this, this one sold immensely regardless, even if it wasn't tied to the Zimbatsu. Oh, so. I, I can imagine. I can probably get a really cheap copy used because, you know, everyone probably bought numerous to get those tickets. Yeah. So I'm glad you picked it because it got me to go back. And I really like their older songs. And I just, for me, it just brought back all the memories of when I did listen What's to them a lot more. really funny about this <laughs> is I'm pretty sure... I'm on the mark about this, but every single person that's in the Simbatsu for Everyday Kachusha, all but two people is still in the group. And that is Yokoyama Yui and Kashiwagi Yuki. Everyone else graduated. <laughs> and it's really sad because if, if you watch the entire music video on the way it was during that time the big five so the big five is is achan tomochin oshima yuko takami uh ta minami takahashi and sonoda mariko was saying goodbye that, that was around the time that we really thought that yeah this is going to be the end of akb because everyone is going to eventually graduate around this time Unfortunately enough, they waited another year for that, but it was still going to happen eventually. This was the realization that, yeah, they are sending off the next generation, so to speak. Yeah, so, it is crazy to think that. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, no, like just just thinking about it and talking about it is, is, is something that, like... If I had to really dive into it, yeah, this is probably their peak of their popularity. <laughs> That could be questionable for other people, but for me, this is probably the peak of their popularity. Because the, the single after this, which was Flying Get, was it was okay, it sold well, but... Yeah. <laughs> but 
other summer songs that you know we didn't really get to talk about that I would have chosen as well is ironically there is Secret Base by Zone that would have been on there. Still one of my favorites. It makes me cry every time. Yeah, we got uh, Kitsume Ishii with Rhythm of the Sun. That I'm surprised that both of us didn't really talk about that. And then Ikimono Gakkari with Hanabi. Hanabi! Really it's so I'm basic! Because really I have I that mean, album. I'm like really surprised that we neither of us talked about that around this time. I really thought you would have chose that. I really should have because I do love that song and I now have it stuck in my head. Kira Merite, Kira Merite. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you mentioned it though because it is one that I think every person should have on their summer playlist. And then we got another like a little bit of a boomer song, but we got my good old brothers with their song "Summer Nude." That is a old ass song. <laughs> I want to say early '90s. It got reinvented for Yama Peace Drama back in the mid-teens. So we have like that. 2013, maybe. Yeah, 2013 ish. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that much. It was for his drama. You got Natsuhito by Yuzu. That's also on there. I'm also surprised we didn't talk about Exile with Summer, Summertime Love. Another just, just one. Random, random Another things here there. Big one that I didn't think to mention is Bonnie Pink, A Perfect Sky. Oh, yeah. And then another song that, you know, I, I looked at Gray's list before we kind of started just to make sure there was um, no overlaps on my, my end as well. But another song that. I'm surprised he never mentioned was Jiko Jo De Iko by Nogizaka46 because I know he really loved that song around the time that it released yep, much to our Yep, he was the <laughs> only one. Yep, he was the only one. So there, there's that. There's, there, there's a couple more that, you know, I, I can't help but think of. You got, you know... You got. I'm surprised that no one talked about Ujiaga and Ohanabi. Yeah. As yeah, well. I actually forgot about the Dauko song. You know, the Dauko song and Kenshi. Yeah. So there, there's that. That I, I, I'm surprised that we never talked about. I know not to know by Spicy Chocolate featuring TKZ and Baby K. I, I, mm-hmm. I was surprised oh, for you K. on that. <laughs> yeah. Baby K. Uh, Marigold is considered an, also another summertime song as well, so I know would have been in contention for that. Uh, Otsuka Ai. Yeah. We got Back Number also by Summer Wonderland as well. Uh, another song that I, I really thought you would have picked because you you really did love her as well was Summertime by Riri and Keiju. Yeah, and that, that came out last year, and I mean, it's fantastic. I... I should have included that. And then much to our detriment, you know, the two summer, the summertime tracks by Official Hige. So you got Shukume and then Parabola as well. I still love Shukume, but Parabola, I'm still... Yeah, yeah, Parabola is probably the the, the meh of that. You got got Playback by Juju as well, which I, I believe we mentioned. So... Th- Sweet Summer couple... Days by Dream. 
Yeah, so th- there's that. Um, I get myself back by Namie. And another song that I didn't think we would, <laughs> I thought that one of us would have mentioned was "Summer Song" by Yui. I can hear my friend who really loves Yui just yelling at us right now. And <laughs> I'm kicking at myself for not mentioning it because I used to listen to that. All the time. I I bought that single. I remember buying that single when I was in Japan. I was so excited to find it. And yeah, I didn't mention another, it. Another song around this time, too, would have been Local, Lo- Local Lotion by Orange Range as well. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that track. And I forgot about that, too, because it's been years since I've listened to Orange Range. Yeah, another another song for for me that I would have mentioned would have been Chikanga and I would have been another one by by um by Kieran G that would have been a specific one for me that I would have done it. If I had to pick a little bit of an older song by Kieran G, it would have been Nora no Niji on their Paper Drive music album which was back in 1998 so it's a little bit of a boomer song there but you know like for me for me like kieran J would have been on that list as well but just time constraints i guess <laughs> but yeah you know with that i hopefully you liked our little topic here had a little fun going reminiscing about the summer days and hopefully you guys find some summer songs you haven't heard yet that we mentioned Yes, yes. But with that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And unfortunately, this week it was it was going to be Gray's turn, so I'll read on his behalf. So this week it was the lovely creative group experiment called Huya Extends. And they are. It is built around the lead singer who goes by Huya, and he is a young vocalist who kind of really depends on changes that depends on which song of the that they are performing. They kind of debuted back in two thousand nineteen with the single Cubism, which was used as the opening theme song for Cycle Pass Three. And he would then release his first album called Vixit in march of 2020 and then this past year he released back in january he released vivid vice which is used for the opening for jujitsu kaisen and he has a brand new song that he just released by the time this is up called icy ivy which is the opening for the anime nighthead 2041 so you can kind of guess where this is kind of going towards he is a very animated singer a very anime singer although He's a kind of really talented vocalist that puts a lot into his vocals. He kind of models himself after the influence of Linkin Park, specifically that of Chester Brinkham. And Bennington. you can kind of hear that. Yeah, R.B. You can kind of hear that in a lot of his songs that it kind of has that Linkin Park feel with him. And, you know, his vocals really do shine through very several songs kind of like memorized that he noted on his album mix it and then viv vice was a song that got the chorus stuck in his head over and over but i kind of put that blame into the anime <laughs> i would think so <laughs> but you know for for me i thought it was all right i mean it's a sandra anime singer 
for me though he doesn't really have a style change that I would like there are a couple things that stand out but there isn't really anything that makes me think like oh yeah this this is something brand new to be honest it's all kind of sounded like the same to me on several different tracks so I have that similar feeling with Huya extended is I I thought he did have some strong vocals which did surprise me just because of the style of music and no offense to a lot of the anime music I love a lot of the anime music however I think my biggest issue with him is there are many tracks that don't stand out and if you're listening to his his um album uh W-Y-X-T, my issue is, like, a lot of the tracks run together, and sometimes you don't realize the track changed, or you only, you know, there's a slight change you hear, but not enough to realize you moved on to a new track. I will say there was one standout track that I really did enjoy, and that was Wreck On, and that was probably my personal most standout track that he did, and I do think he's a talented vocalist, and... I would like to see him break out more and do a different style, but I know he won't. This is more of what he is. And he does anime music, and you can tell that's his thing. But with his vocal prowess, prowess, I would like to see what he could do with it, because you can hear a lot of his vocals in the tracks, and that's what surprised me. So... I'm curious to see where he goes. However, I have a feeling it's going to continue in the same path. Like if you like Vivid Vice or or some of his other tracks, um, Cubism, then you're gonna you're gonna like his style. If you like that anime style, this would probably be something for you. Yeah, no, I mean obviously, if you really like that at any song style, I'm pretty sure you are going to really love Fuya Extends. Unfortunately, this this isn't for me. I'm I'm gonna be frank. I'm in that same but. boat. So I mean, if it's you know, if the anime's on, I'm not gonna change the the theme song for it. I'm not gonna like fast forward through it. But I'm also probably not gonna go out of my way to continuously follow his newest releases. But I will go back and check him out and just see if he's changed anything. With that, you can check him out on his official website along with his twitter and be sure to check out the song vivid vice on their site as well with that let's continue on to the orcon chat here and this week it was kind of (laughs) interesting so yeah it was it was a a week at least we had some new stuff to listen to so with that Let's start off with number 10, that is Dry Flower by Yudi, and I think this is probably going to be one of the last times we see this. It's, it had a nice long run, close to a year now, so... But this week, Dry Flower sold a lovely 22,692 points. And going on up to number 9, it is Dynamite by BTS. Not much you can say here. This week, it sold a lovely 22,790 points here. And going on up to number 8, it is You by Millennium Parades X Belle. And not much we can say here. I don't think we really changed our our choices yet. Nope. Still feel the same way. Yep. 
this week it's at a level 24,102 points here. Yeah. Going on up to number 7, it is Kaibutsu slash Yasushi Suisei by Yael Sobi. Not much else we can say here. Uh, like I said, Monster did have an English release just like I thought it would within the last couple weeks. And no surprises. <laughs> this week it's at a lovely 25,054 points. And going on up to number 6, it is Crybaby by official Hikedondism. Not much else we can say here about this release. But this week it sold a lovely 25,175 points. Going on up to number 5, it is The Second Life by The Alfie. Now, I know you feel the same way when we talk about this. And unfortunately, it is The Alfie. <laughs> and... Not, not much as surprises from there. Yeah, it, I, me and you feel the same. The Elfie's the Elfie. And when I hear him, I think, oh, it's the Elfie. Great song. It's the Elfie. Yeah. That's all I can say. I can't describe it. It's just, you listen to it and you think, oh, the Elfie. But this week, the Second Life sold their lovely 31,767 points. And going on up to number four, it is New Challenger by Boy and Boys and Men. Now, I'm pretty sure Gray loved the hell out of this song, but... <laughs> oh boy, I didn't need to hear this first thing in the morning. And the fact that it's an anime song doesn't really pile on my love for this. Well, I also made the mistake of listening to it before I had my coffee. And I turned it off pretty much about 30 seconds in because I'm like, I need my coffee before I try this. And it's <laughs> it's way too much. It is very hyper, in your face, upbeat. And I waited till I had a couple cups of coffee, went back this afternoon. I still don't like it. It's just too much for me, even with my coffee. It is... A very you can I didn't realize it was related to an anime. However, I'm not surprised hearing it. It's just not yeah, my cup no, of tea. I, I, I covered the news about it a while back, so I remember that they they were involved with some sort of anime, but it's some train anime, if I remember correctly. But which goes in line of what the second track is for the B side, which is a cover of Train 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 or Train Train, originally covered by by well then my the name is blanking uh the blue hearts <laughs> and i so. actually thought the cover of train train was better than new challenger there but they're still too hyper for me and too it's just too much if that explains you know, it. I, I was thinking to myself i was like why did they choose train train because this song doesn't sound anything good, good, good for it because of how, how their vocal styles is and because this is a punk song. Granted, it's the more poppy of their punk songs. So, yeah, it just threw me off. And I, the whole time I'm listening to it, I just kept thinking this doesn't really fit because boys and men's style is this hyper upbeat, you know, how their vocals are and just how that group is and their style is in general just didn't fit for me but i also this isn't my type of thing so i'm also very biased when it comes to this they're just too much regardless new challenger sold a lovely thirty-five thousand eight hundred and three points and going on up to number three it is dreamers by ace t i believe that's how you pronounce them yeah that's 
So this is uh, another Korean group venturing over to the Japanese market. This is their first single. And ironically, this is part of another anime. It's called Digimon Adventures. Uh, Gray would have loved this regardless. So what what did you think of Dreamers? I actually liked it. So I think their B-side Blue Summer is definitely better than Dreamers. However... Dreamers had nice vocals. It did have a poppy composition, but they weren't that hyper in your face. They also weren't your pop and lock. And I I like what they did because Dreamers felt like it matched their vocal style very well. And it had a nice, like, you know, poppy, poppy beat, but more of like a chill poppy beat. So it wasn't too much. It also had a little bit of a modern flair like modern pop is today, which is okay. I will say I liked Blue Summer because it was more of a slowed down chill track and it did show off their vocal skills. I also thought their rap is pretty good and how they incorporate it in the song and it seems to match because I know what some groups it can be hit or miss if it matches but I felt like it, a tease is that how you say it? Yeah. I feel like a tease did a very decent job of incorporating their vocals and rap and i i think this is a great debut single because for me this made an impression on me that i do want to hear more from them and even though dreamers wasn't my you know favorite song off their their single it still gave me a taste of some of their music and i think blue summer also did that so this was a great way to get into them if you're first listening to them i think yeah so like for me it it was a solid release i I, I'm not too sure how to feel about this. Like, for me, I really did like Blue Summer more compared to Dreamers as well. But overall, it was a pretty solid release, especially as a ja Japanese single. So, but regardless, Dreamers sold the lovely 36,622 points. And going on up to number two, it is Bata by BTS. And not much we can say here. I hear it on the radio all the darn time. So that's why probably this is taking over Dynamite for popularity. So this week it sold a lovely 89,411 points. Yeah. And going on up to to number one. It is Dekai I slash Kido Airaku by Johnny's West here. And... It's very interesting what Johnny's West did with this particular release. Before I kind of go into it, what did you think about it, Luna, first? So, it was okay. I wasn't absolutely in love with it, but I thought both tracks were solid. I mean, Dick Hai Ai and Kido Airaku, I think both were equal in... I enjoyed them both equally. I couldn't say if I liked one over the other because they both had this we're going to play it safe feel to it. So they just went with... I They didn't do anything that made them stand out. So for me, neither track stood out. They stood out... E I mean, they were both about equal. And vocal-wise and composition-wise, they were... To me, they were just there. They were nice, but they didn't do anything to make them unique. No, I feel the same way too, Luna. Like, Johnny's West really experimented off their usual Johnny's beaten path. Unfortunately, they really, really played it safe. And 
it wasn't enough for me, I want to say. <laughs> same. I, I felt the same, that there was just something missing, because they, you could just tell they didn't do anything that would really grab you. And, I mean, it's not a bad thing they were playing it safe. However, I do wish if they did something that made him stand out, even if we didn't care for it, at least it would stand out. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand. But this week it sold a lovely twenty. Uh, it sold a lovely two hundred and three thousand and fifty three points. And with that, let's kind of cover the albums really fast here. So we got Infantini, but min, first mini album by Dio, which is a Korean group. Which is, I'm gonna be frank, it's a lot of Korean albums here. You oh got BTS, yes, the best by BTS. You got San Pasto by. By the birthday here at number eight, you got Your Choice by Seventeen at number seven. You got Butter, the, the actual release of Butter by BTS at number six. You got Resense by King and Prince at number five. You got the Token Rambudanchi Boys again with their latest release, Bokyo Uta. And then you got Guilty Kiss with their newest release, Shooting Star Warrior. Now, I'm pretty surprised by this. So this is from Sunshine, right? <laughs> Let me see. Hold on, because I have not kept up with a lot of the new music. Even though Sunshine is over, I know they're still releasing stuff. I don't... Hmm, the two that... I want to say yes, they are from Sunshine. And I can tell which groups they were from. They kind of did like a combination. I might have to check this out. I need yeah, to check so this, this is out. Like, this, this is a brand new unit, I believe, and this is their first it album. Is. So, yeah. With that, at number two, we got Perfect World by Twice. And at number one, it is Superstar by Shiny. She name? I, I, <laughs> I say Shiny. I, I hope I'm not wrong, but I've always called him Shiny. Yeah. But with that... I want to say thank you so much for listening to this lovely episode of Ungakuryu. I thought we were going to actually run longer than we did, but we ended up kind of cutting it close here. <laughs> but regardless, you can check us out on all social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at ungakuryu.com. Shortly, there should be a lovely thing there, so be sure to check out the site for more. You can... Also follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a RPG variety streamer. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out the other lovely variety streamer, TimberTaff. He is going to be starting up Resident Evil Village fairly soon, so be sure to check that out. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is going ham on Final Fantasy XIV, so yay. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out, lastly... Fangirl Has No Name, who is a lovely variety streamer in her of her own self. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do with Kyo Timber 
and Fangio called Potosaurus this past week was just a 2-4 Dos Compadres episode with me and Timber of all people we talked about the lovely PS5 because Timber finally got his hands on the PS5 and we are talking about what PS4 and PS5 games he should be playing aka he should be playing Returnal that son of a bitch but you can check it out by looking up Curry Hunter, same as his podcast or his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Robo, and more Ina Iba. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on a couple of social medias such as Twitter, Kitsu, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Letterboxd as LunaMaria87. L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-8-7. And you can find me on Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where I pretty much just show what I bought, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching. If you are if you really like movies, follow me there and music. But yeah, I want to say, uh, you can follow Gray at Ongaku Gray. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this lovely Dos Compadres episodes of Ongaku Do You. I'm your host, Ken Sane. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you for so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed and got found some great summer songs and great recommendations. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Ja matane!